For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, letting you know where we're headed next couple of hours. Julie Kelly going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about everything going on with the Trump legal process. Carol Markowitz from the border discussion at the top of the third hour. Updating you uh, in case you have forgotten dueling border availabilities for both Trump and Biden in the state of Texas today. That is ongoing. We are monitoring it in the event that there is any uh, substantial news that comes out of those public availabilities. We will be going to them and or sharing with you. But, Buck, we were talking as we sit almost exactly eight months out from Election Day. Here on uh, the Leap Day, as we are looking forward a little bit over, I think, what is it, uh, eight months and five days or some such until actual Election Day. And worth remembering that many states now start far in advance with Election Day, meaning that some of you will be able to vote within about six months. So we're not very far until it is officially, really, election season and votes are being cast. They don't really have good arguments to make. The Hail Mary claim was Jack Smith's going to get a conviction, Donald Trump's going to be a felon, and that is going to swing independent voters in a big way. That has been their game plan from the moment Jack Smith was appointed as an independent counsel. That has been his charge coming from the Biden White House. Timing now severely constrained based on the Supreme Court taking up this case. There are three Supreme Court cases that are now pending relating to Donald Trump and the charges that are brought against him. Tomorrow, we may get a ruling on whether Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade can remain in their uh, case in Atlanta. That case has collapsed. South Florida is stalled out, the, the, the classified document case. Jack Smith is it. And you're recognizing now, suddenly, what we had been telling you for some time. It was unlikely they were going to get more than one. Maybe they had a chance for two cases. Now the panic is setting in. 
Because there's a poll out today, Buck, that has a second poll this week that has Donald Trump leading in all seven swing states. The polls have been correct so far in the Republican primary and the Democrat primary. And so I'm inclined to believe that Trump is, in fact, leading in the swing states right now. And Rachel Maddow had a full-fledged panic last night on MSNBC. Here she is saying, if Trump is elected, democracy is over. He's never leaving office. Listen. When they inevitably rule that presidents aren't immune from prosecution after they leave office, what that will tell Donald Trump, if by then he is president, is that he can never leave the office of the presidency. And if he is voted out in 2028... He cannot leave office, and he is willing to. Com- he is he is welcome to commit any crimes he wants to, as long as he is still president. In order to ignore the result of that election and stay in power for life, because otherwise he is going to go to prison when he gets out. Clay, I- Trump derangement syndrome needs to be added to the DSM five. You know the diagnostic uh, man, diagnostic and statistical manual for mental health disorders. Um, it, it's real. I mean, this is, yeah. this is as real as, you know, as a lot of other things that people certainly, uh, different kinds of anxiety disorders. Rachel Maddow is, is insane. She thinks yes. that if Donald Trump wins this election, the fear is that in four more years, when he'll be in his mid eighties, he's going to refuse to ever leave office because at that point he's going to be, first of all, he'd be able to pardon himself. And second of all, I think that to even be thinking about this right now is Twofold. It's insane, but it's also indicative of what you were saying before, which is they realize Trump is winning right now. Yes. They realize they have thrown the kitchen sink at Trump, and he has kicked it back in their faces with a smile. And I also think this is why the Jan 6th democracy is at stake that they ran in 2022 is not resonating in 2024. Because what percentage of people do you actually think out there believe that Trump is going to refuse to leave office in 2028 if he is uh, if he's elected in 2024? I mean, Buck, if he was going to refuse to leave office, wouldn't he have refused to leave office in 20 instead of leaving and getting on the plane and flying to Mar-a-Lago like every other president has left before? He's not going to be on the ballot. If he wins in 24, he's not going to be on the ballot at all in 28. So you think he's going to refuse to vacate the Oval Office and allow the new president, who might well be arriving with his endorsement, to be the... I mean, this is next-level crazy, but this is where you have to go now because they've gone so far off the deep end. You have to now argue things that are absolutely insane. Clay, they are arguing... After what we've seen, which is a, a truly unprecedented warp speed district court and appeals court approach to Trump in D.C. I mean, they they're saying, you know, you got five days to have your legal team respond to this when under normal procedure. I talked to friends of mine who have been federal prosecutors about this. under normal procedure it would be three months, six months, yeah. maybe. But they're giving them 10 days or they're giving them two weeks or whatever. They're going at a speed that is absolutely insane. And then you've got Rachel Maddow here arguing that the Supreme Court, which has agreed to do the thing that Jack Smith has said, please do. Jack Smith says, Supreme Court, please, please, you need to. We're skipping the appeals court. 
where you allow us to do that. The Supreme Court's saying, okay, fine, we'll allow you to do that, even though we all know you're going to win in the appeals court, but you just want this to be on your timeline. We will hear you, and if you hear anything weird, by the way, Ginger is just is being very vocal in the background for some reason right now. Anyway, we will hear your appeal, and Rachel Maddow is mad at the, or rather, we will hear your, your petition. Rachel Maddow is angry at them for this. This is cut four. She talks about the cravenness of the court. The cravenness of the court is evident in what they are doing with the pacing here, right? Like putting this off for seven weeks, sitting on it for two weeks for no reason, obviously pushing all of the cases that they can push, pushing them to the point where uh, Trump will be standing for election before any of us have heard the verdicts in any of those cases. Got it. It's the timing. But it's also the idea that the immunity thing is an open question. Okay, it, it is an open question. Yes. Put put that aside. Even people, and look, I think that I think Trump is going to, get ruled against but the supreme court exists to weigh in on questions like this they have never done it before and but the the cray i mean so that's one part of what she's saying that's nuts but the other part that's even more insane clay they're getting what they want and they're complaining about it i mean this is you know it's like sell me your house how dare you sell me your house like what what they are slowly recognizing is and this is what i was trying to say about the supreme court in general I think there is a majority of the Supreme Court that sees what's happening to Trump and knows that it is an awful precedent to set going forward for the country that we're breaking 240 years of history. And so what I've been arguing the Supreme Court has to make a decision on, and I think it's a good one, is do you want, but Buck, by the way, is now ho- holding Ginger the dog to try to uh, to sway favors. See, I'm gonna have to bring the baby in again to uh, to, to. She win wants back some attention from this viewers. wonderful audience. So if you're on the watching us on the video, you get to see. I think the Supreme Court has sat down and they have said the decision to make here is, and it's 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 actually I think an important one. Do we want nine justices to have a substantial role in who the next president of the United States is? Do we want 12 jurors in Washington, D.C.? Or do we want 150 million voters who know everything about Trump at this point and who know everything about Biden at this point to actually render a verdict on who the next president of the United States is going to be? And so what I think the Supreme Court is doing is using the timeline to avoid having to make themselves a big part of the story and let all of you out there, whether you're Democrat, Republican, or Independent, make your decision. Because remember, Buck, the real lie that they're telling us is that there's something we don't know about January 6th. January 6th has been covered with a fine-tooth comb. I mean, they have looked through every detail. There's nothing we don't know about it. I, I also, It's interesting, isn't it? As a, as a function of law, the January 6th thing appeals to Democrats more because it's much more politically charge the much stronger legal case if we're just being by honest far, you're is, right it, by far is florida yes but procedural stuff it's kind of mickey mouse you know uh who cares stuff about documents and president but you know you could make a you either very, did or did not have possession of documents that you didn't have the right to have right that's right. not a complicated case but but at least it's a case. Um, it shouldn't have been brought, but it's not a crazy argument. The January 6th thing is a crazy argument. Donald Trump didn't do anything. Donald Trump didn't break into the Capitol. Donald Trump didn't order the uh, you know United States military to seize the Capitol. And they act like he did. But, but there's another part of this, too. They're the ones, and this is a classic thing. You always have to remember this about 
Democrats, whether it's Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, or your neighbor next door who's got a Ukraine flag in his window and, and still wears masks, they are the ones who do things and then they accuse you of doing the thing that they have done. This is, I mean, you could say it's gaslighting, sure, but that is one of their key strategic maneuvers and they're doing it here. They have done nothing except game the timing of the system for political purposes. They waited to bring all of these trials in the election year, and then they tried to warp speed these trials in blue districts to destroy Trump as fast as they could. And because the Supreme Court isn't completely just rolling over and saying, you know what, we'll be a part of this lawfare too, they're screaming like little banshees about it. It's insane. Why didn't they bring the case three years ago, Clay? Why did all the cases wait until now? Why did the district court in D.C. and the appeals court in D.C. move at an absolutely unprecedented pace to ram this thing through? I mean, you know, we all see what's going on here, and they're complaining about the timing that the Supreme Court is using? Remember there was a recent story, I believe it was in Politico, saying that Biden was furious at Merrick Garland because they didn't move fast enough to bring charges. And... I think that's going to be one of the big takeaways when we go back and we look. And again, we're eight months out, but we go back and we look at the Democrat electoral strategy. They raided Mar-a-Lago, Buck, in what was it, August of 2022? That was kind of the start of the lawfare against Trump in some sort of aggressive fashion. And I think in retrospect, they are going to wish that they had brought these charges in 2022 And if they had done that, maybe the timing would have worked out better. But I think this is a miscalculation of epic proportions. I think it is an own goal. I actually think that they are starting to panic, and that's what you're hearing, as they recognize that this Hail Mary attempt to saddle Trump with felonies that could in some way implicate the election itself is unlikely to happen. And they're sitting back and saying, "Uh uh-oh, we got an 82-year-old Joe Biden with issues at the border with issues with the economy, with issues with uh, crime overall in the nation. Abortion, we, we ran that game as hard as we could in 2022, but I don't think people are really threatened that much now after they've had time to understand what the overturning of Roe v. Wade meant. And the boy who cried wolf scenario on democracy, now they're saying that Trump will not leave office? This is where they are? This is This is outlandish. He already left office. This, I know this, that's this what I'm is, saying. We, right, but I'm saying that the problem with everything they're saying is we've already run the experiment, and it was fine. In fact, it was better than fine because Trump being president is much better for America, including the psycho commies running around screaming about Trump all the time. It was better for them, too, when Trump was president. The country is in better hands with Donald Trump than Joe Biden, and that's now the decision that the American people will face, and they keep turning around saying, you don't understand if Trump becomes president. And the dot, dot, dot that in their minds is filled with, you know, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, dictatorship, fascism, uh, you know, I don't know, internment camps, whatever they've got in mind. A lot of people think, um, I don't know, a booming economy, peace, no new wars, better border policy, less less um, madness on on criminal justice. Like, you know, we remember what happened, right? I mean, yes. it was, I'm not saying it was perfect. No presidency's perfect, but a whole lot better than joe we will have to get into clay that um i don't know if you're aware of this but the white house has boxed us into a corner because they have pointed out that every day is a cognitive test for joe biden (laughs) and he is passing with (laughs) flying colors 
just because they say so. You're, this is actually a thing the White House I is know, now saying. Every crazy. day is a cognitive test, you know? It's like, Clay, do I have to go to the gym? No. I just am in the gym up here, see, in my mind. This is my, the, the funny you go to the gym. My argument was going to be, everybody knows I can dunk a basketball. Why would I need to prove to you that I can dunk a basketball when I know I can dunk a basketball? And since everyone knows every day that you can, why are we even talking about it? It's in fact, ridiculous. I might be the greatest dunker who's ever lived. I don't know I mean, why we even have to debate it. I even think about dunking a basketball, and I just can feel my Achilles tendon seizing up and <laughs> maybe worse. Anyway, if you're a sports fan, somebody who plays fantasy sports, the Prize Picks app is the one you want to download. Do you have some picks for the for the? Uh, there, there's a Look, heat game. I was this so excited last night about watching the Tennessee Auburn game. It was the best college basketball game of the night. I, I'm embarrassed to admit this because I'm coming up on 45 years old. I couldn't fall asleep last night because I enjoyed. I thought you were going to tell me you so cried. Much. That was exciting when you told me that oh. about the Vols. Because no, you know, no, 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 you love Vols. Them. Vols. You and your pronunciations, Vols, like Vols? volunteers. Vols. Oh yeah, not Vols. Now, Vol is like a small like... marmot-like creature. Yeah, That's different. I was going to say. Yeah, the uh, it was the best game last night. Auburn, Tennessee. Uh, Dalton Connect was unbelievable. I stayed up watching college basketball late. I'm not kidding. I could not fall asleep. Laid in bed for three hours thinking about college basketball narrowly missed winning all three of my picks last night on Price Picks Buck. Two out of the three cashed. When are we getting the next picks? Because I'm having so much fun with the app. I'm actually doing pretty well so far. I'm usually Good question. Usually cashing in when Clay decides to make the pick. So, look, just for everybody, if you haven't, download the Price Picks app. It gives you a huge selection of players, sports, stat types, and quick withdrawals. Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app, no matter what sports you're into, basketball, hockey, tennis, soccer, Prize Picks has a game for you. It's so easy, too. I mean, look, I've been doing it, and I've actually been having a lot of fun because it's that straightforward. Gets you a little more invested in the game, and you see how good your uh, analytic skills of the sports stuff are. Prize Picks offers injury insurance, too, so your entry stays in play, even if a player gets injured. Download the Prize Picks app. Clay will have some picks for us later this week. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for a first deposit up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app and use promo code Buck. Jack Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey! 
I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be talking to Julie Kelly in just a couple of minutes about the huge uh, Supreme Court decision to grant cert, which is way easier to say than certiorari. That's, that's <laughs> it is pretty, true. pretty yes. good, right? Grant cert. Uh, you don't want you don't want to be walking around saying certiorari too much because it really you start to feel like you're Joe Biden. You're not making sense. This is probably the golden era for legal commentators to be cashing in because the amount of different controversies that they can comment on. I, I never even thought when I was going to law school that this would come yeah. in so handy associated with all these charges. We have to get some of our favorites like Julie Kelly and Andy McCarthy. We have to get them in between hits. Like Andy running down the hallway at Fox News will give us five minutes. Julie, in between this and three podcasts and two other radio shows, you know, just because people that follow this stuff very closely, I mean, it's the level of complexity means that you have to follow it really closely to know exactly what's going on. It, it's like a law school uh, constitutional law seminar being taught in real time, except all the hypotheses are being played out. Today is leap day, which means it's the day that we hope you left out of bed. Wow, that's a dad joke for you. But you know what? If you are a dad or if you're just dad age out there, you know that things get harder as you get older. You get tired, and it doesn't have to be that way because you can take Chalk Daily Supplements. Chalk makes products that fuel your body with energy and drive. I just took some Chad Mode today, and whenever I tell Carrie I took Chad Mode, I have to say it like that. Chad Mode! Because it's phenomenal. It gets me fired up. Gets a little extra pep in my step. Went to the gym. And actually got through a full hour workout today, which is pretty phenomenal. Chad Mode's amazing. Male Vitality Stack, uh, also amazing from Chalk. Boost testosterone levels in men by 20% in three months' time. Look, do yourself a favor. You want a boost? You want a little extra pep in your step? Go to Chalk.com. Use promo code BUCK. That's Chalk.com. And use that promo code BUCK. Jan 6, Trump legal scholar expert, Julie Kelly is with us now. All right, Julie, I got you right out of the gate. You, uh, in the immediate aftermath of the Supreme Court taking the presidential immunity case, said that you believe this basically dooms the Jan 6th case to be able to occur before Jan, uh, before the election. I want to ask you about this. In particular, you cited that Judge Chutkin has said, hey, there, when we restart the, the calendar here, the clock, there's going to be 90 days where both sides get to prepare themselves. Question for you. Why would Judge Chutkin not toss the 90 days and say, well, because this took longer than I anticipated, 
Now I'm putting it on an even more accelerated schedule, and we're going to start this case in August and try to get it done right in the heart of the election season. Just wondering, how would you assess the timeline in general and what she might do with that 90 days, which I think you've written about is very significant? I mean, that's a good question. I wouldn't put anything past Judge Chutkin, an Obama appointee who is, of course, desperate to get this case to trial as well. But she has stated in a motion that she will make sure that Donald Trump and the government both have seven months to prepare for trial. Well, when she put a hold on her own immunity uh, order denying Donald Trump uh, immunity from criminal prosecution. When she handed that down in early December, a week or so later, she put an automatic hold pending the immunity appeal. And that really went through March 4th, the original trial date that has now been vacated. So that's really where the three months come from. Well, those three months be between the middle of December and up to March 4th, that's where all the juicy stuff takes place, right? That's where jury selection happens. That's where they're filing in limine motions, meaning kind of laying out what they're going to present uh, as arguments on both sides, witness lists, exhibit lists. So this takes a lot of time and a lot of back and forth and a lot of decision making by the judge, by the way. So it would be hard to see how she could really accelerate that process. You know, maybe she could shave off a week or two. Uh, but even so, as we said, if the Supreme Court comes back at the end of May, which would be the soonest, I believe, and uh, upholds the lower court rulings that deny Donald Trump um, immunity from prosecution, and you add the three months, then that puts the trial at the soonest or earliest, whatever word is correct, <clears throat> the end of August. So, yes, Judge Chutkin could kind of play a few games, but since she would be fighting her own words that she put in a motion, it would be tough to do. So, so Julie, thank you for being here. This whole thing is just getting so crazy. Um, I wonder if you start to have like pieces of paper all over your walls or something like uh, Nash and a beautiful mind just to keep track of all the trials because this has gone completely off the rails. There's so many trials, so many motions, so many things happening, and you're still following the J6 defendants very closely, as you have been all along. And as Clay and I were discussing in the last hour, one of these Supreme Court rulings will very much affect how not only that pertains to Trump, but January 6th as well. So a lot of interconnected pieces here. At this point, what are the chances in your mind that there actually is any trial that happens, federal trial that happens of Trump before the election, that it, that it even starts? Well, to your point, um, and I, I had two computers open yesterday. I was working on an article previewing the hearing that's scheduled tomorrow where I will be in Southern Florida in the courtroom of Judge Aileen Cannon. She, of course, is overseeing the classified documents case. And this is getting really interesting because Jack Smith and Trump's lawyer and his two co-defendants are going back and forth about what information should remain under seal. Of course, Jack Smith wanting to keep most of the discovery evidence under seal and Donald Trump and his co-defendants wanting certain things unredacted and put on the public doc docket. So I'm working on this knee deep in all these motions and all of a sudden my phone starts pinging uh, with the decision by the Supreme Court. So I kind of pivoted to that. Luckily, I know that, you know, like the back of my hand, the whole timeline. So posted an article on Declassified with Julie Kelly. If people really want to know the timeline there. So it's, it's getting 
slimmer and slimmer chance that the DC trial will take place. And that is why, Clayne Buck, you see the outrage on the left, MSNBC, CNN. They knew that Donald Trump would be swiftly convicted in Washington, D.C. on four very vague counts um, by a jury made up of 92% of residents who voted for Joe Biden. The Department of Justice has a 100%, 100% conviction rate. In January, six trials, now two years of trials, more than 100 trials, not a single January 6th defendant has walked out of a D.C. courtroom fully acquitted by a jury. Now they've acquitted some counts, but not one single January 6th defendant. Are you telling me that Donald Trump would be the first one? Of course not. So that's what they're so upset about. This would be an easy conviction that they could use against Donald Trump, pull voters away from him as polls show. Now the flip side, and I can get back to you guys tomorrow too, or whenever I will be in the courthouse, I will be reporting on Twitter live. Um, what happens there? What happened if, what happens if Judge Cannon comes back and says, okay, we're settling a lot of these litigation matters, et cetera. I'm going to set the trial that was now for May 20th. I'm going to push that off till July. You are going to see the quickest case of whiplash that you've ever seen because the same people now, uh, caterwauling about the fact that there won't be a DC trial. Um, all of a sudden you're going to see a different tone because they don't want the classified documents case to go to trial. It is the weakest of the two. It will be the toughest for DOJ to prove in a jurisdiction that is far more friendlier to Donald Trump than Washington DC and a judge who has been very tough on DOJ not acting as the rubber stamp like Judge Tanya Chutkin. So it would be fascinating to see the reaction from these very same people if Judge Cannon sets a new trial date, um, certainly not tomorrow, but within the next few weeks. Okay, so as you see it, you've been great on this. You've been coming on with us for a couple of years, laying all this out. Mm -hmm. You would, if you were betting right now, Julie, bet only on the Alvin Bragg case, that is the New York City misdemeanor elevated to a felony bookkeeping and business charges as the only one that is going to go to trial and have any kind of result before Election Day itself. I mean, that's certainly what it looks like right now. Not yeah. only what's happening in DOJ in the two, but certainly what's happening in Fulton County where I really think most people thought that would be um, the easiest win. And that, of course, is falling apart amid all the scandal uh, and what's happening with Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade and, and the entire cabal that she put together. So it could be that Alvin Bragg gets the first bite of the apple, which, of course, no one wanted. Um, you know, the D.C. trial was supposed to start this Monday. I mean, think of what Washington, D.C. was supposed to look like. I mean, popu overpopulated, overrun with journalists from around the uh, country and the, around the world uh, preparing for this history-making trial. And instead now, we've got a hearing tomorrow, which will be interesting, but now they're stuck with the Alvin Bragg uh, prosecution. So this was not what Democrats, Never Trump Republicans, and certainly the corporate media had in mind when they were looking at 2024 and Donald Trump's legal problems. Speaking of Julie Kelly, her substack is declassified if you want a weekly update and deep dive into all of these matters. Uh, Julie, I know you're not uh, somebody who gets far ahead of what has already happened, right? We're not in the prediction business, but uh, and we're also not in the mind reading business. From what you can see, though, based on the realities of the judicial mechanisms at play here for the various cases, do you think the Democrats, notably Jack Smith and others, 
are feeling not just heat, but a bit of panic at how the schedules here are likely to play out? Or is there something that we're missing? I keep looking for the thing that's going to hit us that we don't see yet. Right. No, I think that's a very good question. Um, so we can't trust the system. We can't certainly trust DOJ or even most of these judges. So I think that's a really good question. Well, what could jump out next? What could happen? Um, I'm not really sure with Jack Smith. And, and you're starting to see some criticism of Jack Smith and Merrick Garland for waiting until August of 2023 to bring the J6 indictment. Um, certainly the indictment in classified documents was June and then a superseding in, indictment in July of 2023. Knowing that all of these unprecedented matters were going to have to be hashed out and ultimately resolved at the Supreme Court. So I don't know what he does next. Does he bring a superseding indictment? Can he? I'm not sure that he can with the proceedings on hold in Washington. Um, look, there's rumblings, and this is in the court motions, that there was a third FBI investigation into Donald Trump. We don't know what that was about, um, but but Jack Smith has asked in the classified documents case to keep that the details in the name of that FBI invest, investigation under seal. Judge Cannon has said no, because to my knowledge, the investigation's over and we need to publish that information. The public has a right to know. So is there another investigation we still don't know about? So look, this is always filled with surprises, as you noted. So is there something else on the horizon? Will they go to any extreme to salvage these cases? Absolutely. Will Judge Chuck can go along with it? Absolutely. So it, to your point, it's hard to predict, but um, the only prediction is you you can't predict what's going to happen because every day is something new. Last question for you, Julie, because the way you lay this out, I'm now looking at if Alvin Bragg is the only guy who gets to bring a case. I'm wondering if they're just going to go absolutely bonkers on that case and try to put Trump in jail or in prison because they know there's not any federal or Atlanta case that is going to come next. And so in the same way that they've hit him with a $450 million fine and $88 million or whatever it is in E. Jean Carroll, why do we think they're not going to try to put him in prison on this ridiculous bookkeeping charge that they've brought? To me, that would be the sign of desperation. Just do the absolute maximum that you could to him there to try to get the pound of flesh. They definitely could. But look, that is not going to satisfy the Democrats. They wanted the January 6th conviction. They wanted the insurrection narrative with a judicial and a jury imprimatur on it because we see all of the mileage that they're getting out of the alleged insurrection, even though Donald Trump is not charged with insurrection for January 6th in the indictment. And half of those counts, to your point, are at risk by the Supreme Court uh, in the 1512C2 obstruction of an official proceeding case that the Supreme Court is now reviewing. They wanted the insurrection alleged uh, insurrection conviction, because not only could they use that against Trump, that he cannot hold office regardless of what happens in the Colorado Supreme uh, Court case, which will be reversed by the U.S. Supreme Court. They wanted to use that against any Republican involved in the events of January 6th, attempting to vet the results of the Electoral College, anyone who signed up senator or, or House member who is going to challenge those votes on January 6th, they want to apply that insurrection label to them. They've already tried to. But if he had a conviction in Washington, they would have much more leverage to do so. 
And I think that that is part of their pain. If you could get in conviction, some jail time with Alvin Bragg, okay. But it doesn't support their overall narrative that they've had since January 6th, more than three, three years now, um, that Donald Trump, his associates, supportive members of Congress, and certainly his voters are all terrorists who tried to overthrow the government on January 6th to keep Donald Trump in power. Julie, Julie keep up the fantastic work. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again because who knows what's next. But uh, but man, it's going to be interesting. I have a feeling there will be Trump legal news between now and the election. So we will be discussing yes. with Julie. Julie, thanks so much. Check out Declassified <laughs> on Substack, everyone. That's how you can support Julie's work and stay very up to speed on all this. No doubt. Uh, and if you haven't tried the MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets yet, now's the time. They're on sale in a big way. You can purchase a queen-size set for fifty nine ninety eight, or a king-size set for just 10 bucks more with our names, Clay and Buck, as the promo code. That code will earn you free shipping as well. We have the Giza Dream Sheets in every bedroom of our house in multiple colors and styles. Go online now to MyPillow.com and hook yourself up. As always, the MyPillow team appreciates your ongoing support in purchasing their products so you can get a 60-day money-back guarantee as well as a 10-year warranty. Again, MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Get the sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll find other deals such as 60% off the original My Slippers. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck for these great limited-time specials. That's the promo code Clay and Buck. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be talking to our friend Carol Markowitz of the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. She has the Carol Markowitz Show, which is excellent. Also New York Post columnist uh, and fellow Floridian, a uh, a New York refugee to Florida like me. She was down, speaking of refugees or fake refugees, she was down at the U.S.-Mexico border and will tell us what she saw. She just got back from it. So I think that'll be a really interesting discussion. We have Byron in is it papillion nebraska is that how you say it it looks to me like the french for butterfly papillon which clay's probably wondering fuck why are you doing all the pronunciations today there you go again is it papillion is that right yes that's correct oh wow look at me good good stuff buck so what are you thinking about byron well, I hadn't heard anything in quite a while. As my understanding, you have some illegal scholars were pointing out that Jack Smith was unqualified to hold the job he's been assigned. He's supposed to be an attorney general approved by Congress, and he's neither. Uh, did that ever go anywhere? Uh, thanks for the call. I mean, there were some uh, dispute, and Andy McCarthy, for instance, I think wrote about this in some detail, that Jack Smith didn't qualify as a special counsel counsel for a procedural related issue. Um, I don't recall what the resolution of that has been, but certainly Jack Smith is still serving as the special counsel, and I haven't seen any motions that have been given any serious analysis that suggests that he's going to get removed. Um, I, I think the Buck, we played that Rachel Maddow clip. There is real panic setting in. Because this is, Trump has been perpetually Lucy with the football, and left-wingers have been Charlie Brown. They just say, we got him so many times now. I also think that these networks, MSNBC, CNN, um, uh, the New York Times, and its its readership, its subscribers, how are they going to handle? Uh, let's just Let's just go to forward to that moment for a second. It's the day after the election and Donald Trump is going to be the president again. How do they explain that after all the we're going to lock him up and we've got all the trials and the and the this and the that? I just think that there will be emotional damage, emotional devastation for the libs. I think two things will happen. One, there'll be riots. Two, they will try to avoid allowing him to become president of the United States. Well, All I, I agree with that. I, I was wondering state. what the media is going to say to their constituent to their viewers, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think Rachel Maddow is going to riot. I don't think she's going to be grabbing yeah, a Molotov yeah. cocktail, oh, yeah. but yeah. No, I mean, they'll just move on to, well, we're going to have to be a part of the resistance again. And I, that, I, I think up. that's not that's not going to fly. I don't time. think it's going to work. I, I, I think one of the big challenges that they're finding is Trump as Satan as the devil, as Hitler, does not work anymore. And I think that's why you're seeing them panic to such an extent when Rachel Maddow say he's not going to leave office if he wins re-election. I mean, they have lost their minds even by lost mind standards. When you need 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.